You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, and Brenthurst Wealth is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager. I'm speaking today to Sonia Duplessis, who's at Brenthurst Wealth in Stellenbosch, and the headline of the article that Sonia sent me says the following, use this two-pronged strategy when investing for your kids. And it goes on to say the following, one of the biggest worries for parents, especially in South Africa, is about what future they're leaving for their children. Raising a family is a huge responsibility that only grows larger. Tell me about it. That's me, by the way. Uh, when you start thinking about how they'll cope and how you could possibly help ease that journey a little. And then, Sonia, you go on to say, nothing beats having a healthy pile of savings to get them started in life. So the cynic would say, so in other words, you save loads of money and give it to them. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Obviously not. No, not not exactly. Um, But hello, Lindsay, and and hello to your listeners. Thank you. for having me again. Pleasure. And, um, yeah, thanks for the intro. It's a conversation that I often have with clients when I see them. And, you know, when you start out with a family, what we often see is that people start, some of them start by investing first for their children and then later on start with their retirement planning. So I think for any parent, you want to leave something for your child. And it's 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 often something that we see um you know there's a big need for that um but yeah so and like you said one of the biggest worries a parent can have is not have sufficiently provided for your child you know when he or she wants to go to university or if you can't help by giving a small deposit on a car one day so that's why we are here um and we're here to help parents guide them and make sure that they are saving in the right investment vehicles and also saving in the right funds or in the the right products. Well, this is an interesting point, and, Sonia, because and I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it suddenly occurred to me that when times are tough, I've had this conversation with colleagues of yours in the past, and that is that you look after yourself first. I mean, you, you'll have people that you owe money to when, in it, say, you, you, you lost a job and you're in between jobs or something like that, and money is a little bit tight. The advice that I was always given was that you look after yourself first and then look after the debts afterwards. Now, what is the priority with children? I mean, you and your partner, your husband, have got to be looked after first, and then the children follow from that. Is that the case? Is that the way we should prioritise? Yes. I mean, you have to think logically, and you have to look after yourself first. And it's never, never a wise idea, especially now with interest rates so high, you know, our bond payments, car payments, everything's going up. And people often feel that, shoot, maybe I should rather stop contributing to my retirement annuity and channel that into my home loan. I mean, if you don't have the cash flow to do it, you have to do that to get by, but it should be very temporary. And rather look at cutting maybe expenses um, somewhere else, like, you know, on your food bill or on your entertainment, but try not to stop your retirement savings only if it's absolutely necessary. And then obviously then try, try keep on servicing your debt. But if you're going to default on your debt, obviously you'll have to, to, to stop with your retirement savings. And then as a second tier, you know, try and keep on, on saving towards your, your children's education or, or towards their nest egg. Yeah. But that is a, 
I almost want to say nice to have, and it's not, I mean, it's a benefit to have if your parents can buy you a car someday or or help you with a deposit on a house. It's not something that your parents have to give to you. And even if your child wants to go to university and you you can't fund that, I mean, there's always student loans that the child can get. But yes, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Lindsay. You have to look after yourself first yeah. for your own retirement planning and your own savings and your own debt. And then if your cash flow allows it, then start saving for your children. Okay. Now, you're a renowned um, financial planner at Brenthurst Wealth, so I would presume that you and your husband are sorted out uh, when it comes to, in years to come, your retirement. And I noticed from your WhatsApp profile, Sonia, that you have two lovely children in the photograph with you. So you've got the children. Are you looking after (laughs) them? And uh, what is the two-pronged attack you speak of in your headline? Yeah, look, I've got two girls. They've in in primary school but yeah they know you know I try and involve them into financial affairs and like I've mentioned also in the article um you know you try and guide your children make them aware of certain money pitfalls that they can fall into um get them used to what is a nice to have and what is a necessity because no one on earth has got an endless pit of money. You know, we all have to make wise choices. And I think that's one of the the biggest lessons that you can teach your child is the value of money yes. and the value of, for example, compound interest. And um, you'll see there's a graph on the article that I sent you. And this is one of the, the biggest pitfalls, um, biggest mistakes a parent can make. Um, we took... For example, an investment period of 20 years. I mean, fair enough, a child is in your house for for 18 years, maybe a year or two longer. But say, for example, you started at birth and contributed until 20 years. If you put away 500 rand a month, increased by 10% per annum, and only put that money in money market, your money will be worth about 500,000. And that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make is putting a child's money in money market because the term is so long. If you put that money in an aggressive growth fund from birth for a period of 20 years, the end result will be almost double. So you'll have just over a million rand. And that's, a bit, I mean, that's, almost, that's double the money. So the whole crux of the matter is and we often see that people say, I'm, I'm saving a, a little bit for my child, but I'm putting it in money market. That's the biggest mistake you can make. Even though money market funds are at very high levels, it's not the way to go. If you've got a 15, 20-year view with an investment, it has to go to growth funds. So, um, you know, that's one of the, the, the biggest tips that I can give parents is don't go low risk with a child's investments. Okay, so money markets are not useful in this particular instance. I mean, they, they do have their uses, but uh, in order to grow your children's savings for their future, don't yeah. have the bulk of your money in the money market at least. So the first of your two-pronged approach is as follows. You say a tax-free saving account that allows you to save into approved funds that offer you low, medium or high-risk equity market. So a TFSA, in other words. Yes, yeah. So... You know, tax-free savings account only, you see, Lindsay, I think it's only 
been going now for about 10 years, if I'm not mistaken, maybe less. Maybe less, actually, but it's yeah. Something st- yeah, it's still something relatively new. But it's not a tax-free savings account. For me, it doesn't make sense um, for a 70-year-old or a 60-year-old to, to buy into. So it, it makes a lot more sense for someone that's got a longer-term investment um, to put money in a tax-free savings account just because of the fact um, that your tax benefits only kick in when there's a bigger amount in the investment if that makes sense. It does make um, sense. And just to go through that um, before you go on, a tax-free saving account allows you to contribute a maximum of 36,000 Rand a year in a single or staggered payments or a monthly sum of 3,000 up to a lifetime limit of 500,000. Now, if you've started with your children, as you say, they're still at primary school and you're able to put 36,000 for each of them away per year, then before you know it, yeah. you're quite soon up to that 500,000 mark. Yes, yeah. And then you can leave that amount and you've got an investment that will grow um, free of tax. Or you can use some of that money, um, you know, obviously for university or whatever. But if you can leave that amount, you're going to leave them something where the growth will be tax free. And that's where the magic happens is when you reach that 500,000 and it it keeps on growing and, and getting more. It's not really where the tax-free savings account is one or two, three years old with like a hundred thousand in it. You're not really seeing the tax benefits. And what I also mentioned in the article is, you know, if you want to contribute more towards your children's savings, um, because obviously you're limited in a tax-free savings account by only putting in 36,000 a year, um, you know, just open then a normal unit trust account and then, um, you know, when you want to use money for varsity or for for a car, then rather use that unit trust account first and then the tax-free savings account as a second option. Okay, so that's the two prongs. What are the common pitfalls yeah. to avoid? You've already mentioned the money market. Don't be reliant on the money market. What other common pitfalls do people find themselves following? The um, One of the things we did mention here is a... Um, testamentary trust so that's for parents I know it's something silly and it sounds um, so blasé but if you're an adult with children and you don't have a valid will and also don't mention a testamentary trust in your will you're going to have problems one day if you pass away and your children are still underage you know the, the money will go to the guardians fund because the underage children in South Africa can't inherit any money. So very important to get your will sorted out. Um, Another error of judgment we often see is when parents dip into their their children's savings. So, you know, it's always, it sits like a nice, um, what do you call it? Like a, you know, like a nice cash amount that you can always like dip into and, and use for a deposit on your new car or whatever for so they're raiding the piggy bank in other words yes not something that you want to do but we often see that so if you put money away for your child leave it don't dip into it one of the other things is you know one of the other tips that i can give people is open up a bank account for your child as soon as possible so that you can get your child used to 
um, a little bit more used to how the banking system works on how to manage a bank account. You don't want to give them access to the funds too quickly, but they get quite excited to know that they've got their own little bank account and can transact on it. And it's all part of all part of life and it's all part of the whole process of getting them a bit more money savvy and a bit more educated on, on so you instill money. good money habits at a very yes. early age yeah, yeah. and that stands them in good stead and then they don't get surprised yeah. when suddenly they're let out into the big wide world and say wait a second what does a credit card mean what does a bank account mean what is an overdraft so you do all that and tell me something sonia before we finish up here do you sit down with your two girls and say right this is your weekly uh, money lesson because this is what your mum does for a living and I want to tell you about it. And if so, what's their reaction? Yeah, they know that I manage money and they know that I um, assist especially older people to make their money grow and make their money last them so that they don't outlast their money. But yes, I do help them to make wise decisions. They get pocket money, not much and 200 rand a month so it's it's almost nothing but they have to use that to buy their sweets and if they want to save for you know or, or whatever um whatever yeah. you know if we go to the shops and they want to buy new pens and i know if they don't need it i'll tell them to use your pocket money so they need to from a young age learn how to make better money decisions and if they waste their money they know the results or, or the actions um, has consequences. I also don't believe in giving a lot of pocket money. They have to budget and make sure that, you know, they come out at the end of the month. Well, don't be too hard on them this weekend when they dip into their 200 <laughs> rand a month and they buy you and your husband a delicious Easter egg. Just, but yeah. you, you've got to have a treat sometimes, Sonia. Your last sentence is the following. By instilling these money habits early, you're giving your child the best possible chance of having a healthy relationship with money. Very good. Okay, Sonia, great advice. Thank you very much for your time. That was Sonia Duplessis from Brentos Wealth in Stellenbosch. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.